0: Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. Please note, this podcast is a little racy in spots. If you have a delicate constitution and choose to continue listening, good for you. KQED in San Francisco. This is the Writer's Block. Hey, all you cats and kittens out there in Radio Land! It's James Elroy, the Death Dog of American Literature, here to read you three short excerpts from my new novel, Bloods a Rover, published by Alfred A. Knopf in bookstores now. Dig it. Here's the prologue. America. I window-peeped four years of our history. It was one long mobile stakeout and kicked the door in shakedown. I had a license to steal and a ticket to ride. I followed people. I bugged and tapped and caught big events in ellipses. I remained unknown. My surveillance links the then to the now in a never-before-revealed manner. I was there. My reportage is buttressed by credible hearsay and insider tattle. Massive paper trails provide verification. This book derives from stolen public files and usurped private journals. It is the sum of personal adventure and 40 years of scholarship. I am a literary executor and an agent provocateur. I did what I did and saw what I saw and learned my way through to the rest of the story. Scripture pure veracity and scandal rag content. That conjunction gives it its sizzle. You carry the seed of belief within you already you recall the time this narrative captures and sense conspiracy. I am here to tell you that it is all true and not at all what you think. You will read with some reluctance and capitulate in the end. The following pages will force you to succumb. I am going to tell you everything Chapter two Don Crutchfield Los Angeles six hundred fifteen sixty eight Women Two bevvies walked by the lot. The first group looked like shop girls. They wore Ivy League threads and modified bouffants. The second group was pure hippie. They wore patched up jeans, peace nick shit, and long straight hair that swirled. They came and went, the wheelmen waved, the shop girls waved back, the hippie chicks flipped off the wheelmen, the wheelmen wolf called The Shell Station Lot, Beverly and Hayworth four pumps and a service bay office. Three wheelmen sprawled in their sleds. Bobby Gallard had a rookie Olds. Phil Irwin had a 409 Chevy. Crutch had a 65 GTO. He was the kid wheelman. He had the boss ride 390, Hurst 4 speed, Coon maroon paint. Bobby and Phil were midday blitzed on high test vodka. Crutch was residual torqued on the girl show. He scanned the street for more walk-bys. Zilch! Just some old heebs loping to shul. Back to the paper. <laughs> Yawn! More jive on James Earl Ray and Sirhan Sirhan. <laughs> Snore! America grieves accused assassin's lair. Ray-vibe pencil neck. hand vibe towel head. Hey, America, I got your grief swinging. Crutch flipped pages. He hit flyweights at the forum in a grabber. Life Magazine offers million scoots for Howard Hughes picks. A redhead walked by. Crutch waved at her. She scowled like he was a dog turd. Wheelmen emitted bad vibes. They were low rent and indigenously fucked up. They perched in the lot. They waited for work from skank private eyes and divorce lawyers. They tailed cheating spouses, kicked in doors, and took photos of the fools bawling. It was a high-risk, high-yucks job with female skin potential. Crutch was new to it. He wanted to groove the job forever. The paper called Howard Hughes a billionaire recluse. Crutch got a brainstorm. He could starve himself down to bones and shimmy up a heat shaft. Snap! One Polaroid and vamoose. The lot dozed. Bobby Gallard skim beaver mags and slurped Smirnoff hundred. Phil Irwin wiped his 409 with a chamois cloth. The lot dozed. No work. No walk by coos. Gas station ennui. It was hot. It was humid. Crutch yawned and aimed the AC vent at his balls. It perked him up and got him head tripping. Gas station, blahs adieu. He was 23. He got expelled from Hollywood High for candid camera stunts in the girls' gym. His old man lived in a Goodwill box outside Santa Anita. Crutch senior panhandled, bet all day, and ate pastrami burritos exclusive. His mom vanished on 6 1855. Crutch was 10 then. She up and split and never returned. She sent him a Christmas card and a five-spot every year, different postmarks, no return address. He built his own missing persons file. It filled up four big boxes. He killed time with it. He called around the country and ran PD checks, hospital checks, obit checks. He kicked off his quest in junior high school. Nothing. Margaret Woodard Crutchfield was still stone gone. The wheelman gig fell on his head. It happened like this. He kept up with his high school pal, Buzz Duber. Buzz shared his passion for pad prowls, soft prowls like this. Hancock Park, big dark houses, preppy girls' lairs. Knock, knock, nobody's home. Good. You enter undetectably, you carry a pen light. you dig some plush cribs, you walk through girls' bedrooms and exit with lingerie sets. He did it a few times with Buzz. He did it a lot by himself. Buzz's dad was Clyde Duber. Clyde was a big-time P.I. He did divorce work and got celebs out of the shit. He installed college kids in left-wing groups and got them to rat out subversion. The fuzz popped crutch on a panty prowl. They snagged him with some black lace undies and a sandwich he glommed from Sally Compton's fridge. Clyde bailed him out and got his record expunged. Clyde got him wheelman and chump surveillance gigs. Clyde said window peeping was kosher, but to be an E. Clyde said, kid, I will pay you to peep. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear even more stories, visit kqed.org slash Writer's Block. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.